What's going on, Badger fans? Welcome to a quick show, but a really important one. We got to talk women's volleyball, the dynasty, the tournament has begun. Are we set up for Wisconsin Nebraska rematch here? All that and more on today's Lockdown Badgers with a special guest. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Badger fans? Thank you for making this one of your first listens every single day. I really appreciate it. Uh, let's get Anthony Winker on. Uh, second time on the show. Uh, works over at WSUM Sports. Broadcasts a bunch of different sports at Wisconsin. Uh, volleyball expert. Anthony, man, thank you so much for taking the time and jumping on the show. Yeah, appreciate you having me back. Can't wait. No, of course. And, like, we have to talk about volleyball because, A, they beat Nebraska. They got the revenge against Nebraska. I know that happened a while ago. We haven't talked about it. I want to start there and then get into the tournament preview. How big was that to get that revenge game against a revenge match against Nebraska? Oh, it was absolutely massive. I mean, that game was really important for seeding purposes for the NCAA tournament. Uh, a lot of people probably thought that if Wisconsin did end up losing that match in Nebraska, maybe you don't get a top four seed. And the top four seeds in volleyball are like gold. Like it, it's the most important thing in the NCAA tournament for volleyball because as a top four seed, you get to host through the regional finals or the basketball equivalent of the Elite Eight. And that's absolutely massive to get these matches in front of that UW Fieldhouse crowd all the way up until potential Final Four in Tampa. And beating Nebraska, I think, was probably necessary in order to kind of lock that down and get that top four seed. And obviously did it in dominant, crushing fashion. And obviously really good to see for, just for the team's confidence as well, uh, rolling into the tournament. So that was a really big win. How big uh, certainly seeding? And I love the idea that you get to host those, right? How, how cool would that be in basketball in March Madness yeah. host to the Elite Eight or the Sweet 16? But from a, apart from a seeding standpoint, did it feel like a really big game just for the players? Because they could face Nebraska, Nebraska again in this tournament. And I think the most of the players kind of thought that that first match got away from them a little bit. Like they had it. They had match point in the fourth set in the, in the match in Lincoln and obviously kind of let it slip away. So, yeah, I think you're right. This match did, definitely did do a lot for confidence's sake just because to say, okay, yeah, we can beat these guys. And it was – and pretty convincing, of course. Obviously, that third set was a really massive victory for Wisconsin. So, yeah, I just think that just for the confidence sake of, you know, being able to beat the beat Nebraska and just say, okay, yeah, we can beat anybody in the country. I mean, I think everybody kind of knew that already going in, but at the same time, still good to get that win on the board in the left-hand column and just say, yeah, we can do that. And on a neutral court, if you go off scores, I mean, Wisconsin has the advantage, so. Uh, Dom S kind of says what you were saying there. The first match got away. There were some questionable calls. Certainly remember that. But I think you're right. It felt like Wisconsin had that, and it got away from them a little bit. All right, let's talk tournament. Uh, it's already started. Wisconsin kind of just toyed with with Jackson State in, in the first one, crushed them in the second set especially. What's coming up in their bracket, though? They got Miami today. Any cause for concern with Miami? Miami played Wisconsin earlier this season, and Wisconsin handled them pretty well. But uh, obviously, Miami is a very different team. They run their offense through Grace Lopez now, who was absolutely absurd yesterday against Northern Iowa. She had 30 kills in a four-set match, and that, that's just incredible stuff. And just a freshman, by the way, too. So Wisconsin, they're going to have to stop her. I don't anticipate too much issues. Uh, I think that they should win and pretty comfortably, but still, I mean, Grace Lopez is somebody who can take over a match if you let her. 
So Wisconsin's going to have to be a little bit careful, obviously not quite Jackson State level that they're going to be playing tonight. They, they still got to bring their A game, and they should be able to get out fine. But then you look forward, which obviously as media we can do. Hopefully the players don't. But uh, they got a potential rematch central coming up here. This Big Ten, kind of a, they're in kind of the Big Ten quarter right now. So they also have Penn State and Purdue in their quarter, which is pretty notable because obviously Penn State and Purdue both beat Wisconsin earlier this season. Yes, Wisconsin was without Anna Smack, but that's still something to think about. They could face Penn State in the kind of Sweet 16, and they could play Purdue in the Elite Eight. So uh, that those are a couple of matchups to look forward to potentially. Otherwise, you're maybe looking at Kansas and Oregon, which also would be really, really fun matches as well. So I don't know which one of the players would prefer. I'm sure they would like to get their revenge on those two Big Ten teams that beat them earlier this year. But, I mean, still, there's a lot of good matches potentially coming up. Like, a Wisconsin-Oregon match would be a, a ton of fun. Nerve-wracking, but a ton of fun if, it, if they do end up getting that. So that's kind of what we have to look forward to here. Um, and to your point, Steve Mitchell mentioned getting Schmreck back uh, healthy was, was a big part of this season here. And those early season losses didn't have that. What about... I th- we, t- we talked about it at the beginning here. Does it look like it's going to be a Wisconsin-Nebraska collision course here? And if it gets to that point, it would be the semifinal matchup before the finals. If it gets to that point, who do you think would have the edge there potentially? I think actually it would be the final that because they are on opposite sides of the bracket. Yeah. So that would be awesome. I think that it would be – I think it, it could happen for fun. sure. I mean, the only – there are a couple of things that could stand away. I mean, Wisconsin plays – could play Stanford in a potential Final Four national semifinal. Stanford's obviously a really good team. And then Nebraska, they have a lot of questions with their with how their kind of youth is going to play because they play a lot of freshmen, and they've obviously never been on a stage as big as this. So I think that that's what I predicted in my bracket. I think that Wisconsin and Nebraska have a really good shot at meeting, and that would be insane. The storylines there would be awesome, a rubber match kind of to – decide who wins the national championship on a neutral court uh, it would be absolutely phenomenal theater if, if we do end up getting that match i really hope it happens and i think there's a pretty good chance that it could uh jambo says uh miami had one has one great server and one gal that is outstanding at hitting i think if we win uh i think we win if we don't get a good start though it could be close how important is the the good start i know that's something in the first the first tournament game it felt like it took them a, a little bit of time to get into their rhythm it was, feels like that's been the case most of the season, though. Wisconsin in first sets hasn't been great pretty much all season long. But once they kind of settle into the match, they've, they've been pretty dominant after that. But, yeah, as, uh, as Mr. Volk said here, Miami does have one really good server who was absolutely dominant from the service line in their match yesterday against Northern Iowa. Cologne is her name, and she's got a really good top spin jump serve. Wisconsin, a bit better passing, I think, than Northern Iowa. So they, if they can handle that, they should be – they should be fine. And then obviously, yeah, Lopez is the is the girl that he's talking about uh, on the outside. And I think Wisconsin's block should be up for the challenge. I mean, this is the best blocking team in the country. So I think as they can stop Lopez and avoid some of those big service runs that Northern Iowa found themselves kind of giving up yesterday, they, they should be okay in this one. And obviously they have that last match against Miami to look back to uh, from earlier this season where they swept them pretty good. So. We talked when we talked earlier in the season. Um, we, we you, one of the things you mentioned was the the depth on this team. You talked about how there's a, a wide variety of people that that can hurt an opposing team. Uh, Devin Robinson mentioned that after this last match as well. Said, you, you know, it makes it special just having a group of people that can attack. Is that 
unique when you when you look at the other top seeds. It feels like the other top seeds may be a little more star led. I'd say so. I mean, there a lot of the top teams probably have tons of options hitting, but I don't know how many of them have the amount of just top flight options that Wisconsin has. I think maybe Nebraska could maybe make a case on the other side with Merritt Beeson and Harper Murray and. Um, yeah, they've got a couple of good players, but I just I don't think that was any other team in the country just has the, you know, just four options to absolutely hurt you in the way that Wisconsin does with Sarah Franklin, Tommy Thomas, Alara, Anna Smrek, you know, Devin Robinson, just so many options for Wisconsin's offense to run through. And I mean, yeah, that's why as a result, I mean, their 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 offense is an absolute unicorn this year in system, out of system, they've been incredible. So. I think I think that's probably a fair statement to say that Wisconsin probably has the most depth in terms of hitting options in in the country. And I mean, their offense is number one for a reason. So, DJ Maytag says Miami has some injury concerns. I'm not sure this. He said one of theirs oh, middlebackers went out with an injury last night. I don't know if that's something that you've seen. Uh, Dom S says, uh, where, where, "Where can you find the game tonight?" ESPN Plus again tonight. Yeah. And then next weekend should be on the ESPN family of networks. So should we well, get better? Let me ask you this. If Wisconsin wins, they, they go, they get the natty, they win the national title. Maybe they beat Nebraska, which would be an incredible match, as you mentioned. Yeah, well. What is the number one reason they do that? And then on the flip side, if they don't get there, what's the number one reason they fall short? Well, I mean, the number one reason I think that they win is if they keep kind of playing the way that they've been playing all season long, full strength. I mean, full strength Wisconsin has only lost one match this year, and that was to Nebraska at the Vanian five sets. And then you come back to the field house, full strength, and then you, you beat the brakes off of them in front of your home fans. So I think that offensively and defensively, if the block stays good and if they and Sarah Franklin continues to dominate and Anna Smreck continues to play the way that she's been playing since she returned to the lineup. I mean, that's for sure going to be the reason why Wisconsin goes on to win. Now, if they do have an early exit, I I think that Oregon kind of is a tough matchup for them just because they play with a lot of speed on the, on the pins. And that kind of is potential to give Wisconsin a little bit of trouble, obviously just because there are so much with overwhelming size down the middle. Um, and with obviously Franklin Booth and Smack as a as a blocking trio is pretty pretty spooky as uh, as our friend points out down here. So yeah, I but the issue to me still is sometimes the passing can be a little troublesome, and that's obviously what kind of doomed the team last year. And and it's been better this year, but I mean still we don't know how it's gonna. It was kind of the same way last year, where it just had a really bad breakdown on the on the biggest stage in the in the second weekend of the tournament last year. So the passing's got to stay consistent and stay good. And if they if they if that if they do end up losing early, that's probably going to be the reason why, in my opinion. Uh, other than that, I mean, there's really been no team that's given them a real tough challenge this year. Let me ask you this, because. A lot of people who watch this channel, myself included, love watching Wisconsin volleyball when when the stakes are high, when it's in. But they're not; they didn't grow up watching the sport. They don't know the sport like you do. The the intricacies of it, the offensive. For those who are just tuning in, they tune in for the tournament. They tune in for the big Nebraska games. What what advice can you give them to get the most out of watching this this team, this great team at Wisconsin? I mean, it's a good question. I just 
I think a lot of times you want to you want to just be watching. I think, and you want to. I think you should get to a match in person at the UW Fieldhouse. I mean, it's one of the best atmospheres for a Wisconsin sporting event. I think that we have here. And the thing about volleyball too that you'll appreciate is it's really just nonstop action and, and kind of you know stuff happens on every point. There's just so much riding on on every point, and you know it's. It's one of the coolest sports, I think, to watch because of that. And it is even better in person. So I would say you have to try to get to a match in person at the UW Fieldhouse to kind of really, really appreciate it. And if you're there in person, it's, I think, even better than watching on TV. And watching it on TV is pretty fun, too. So I'd say get to a match in person at the Fieldhouse and, and just, you know, come experience what a great sport this is. I love it. Slim Lewis says uh, Amaris Noted should play safety. Oh, wait, wrong sport. Cool to see volleyball content. Go Badgers. Um, yeah, we do a lot of football, but obviously we are all cheering for this incredible team, this incredible group of ladies to go win that natty, get another national title in Wisconsin. Um, Anthony, where else can people find what you're working on? I know you, you do more than just volleyball content. Where can people follow what you got going on? Yeah, so I obviously there's my Twitter down there, uh, Anthony Winker6, uh, and I do a lot of stuff with WSUM, uh, the student radio station. And then I also broadcast for Big Ten Plus as well. So a lot of different sports. Definitely been getting into some volleyball recently. I did call the match yesterday for for WSUM. And if they win next weekend, should be on the call again for those. And obviously can't wait. It's going to be absolute blast. Uh, Robert Swartzen says, volleyball, a great sport to watch and play. Jan Volk says, agree, uh, great atmosphere. Anthony has it right. Got to be at a match. Uh, last question here, because I know you've also covered some of the women's basketball team. We had the uh, head coach on the show earlier. We talked to uh, Chrissy Birdsall, a colleague of yours, about the women's basketball team this year. Early, quick impressions of what they've looked like. I, thought, I think they've looked pretty good. I mean, you, there's not a lot to kind of be upset with, I think, with the start that they've had. I think that that, that game against Arkansas that they kind of let get away from them at the end there is – is one that they're going to be disappointed about, especially when you look at the fact that Arkansas just went out and beat a really good Florida State team by double digits as well. And Wisconsin was so close to beating them in in Fort Myers. And just because they kind of gave up a lot of offensive rebounds. But, I mean, they've done what they've, suppo- they've been supposed to be doing so far this year. They beat the teams that they should, and that's something that they haven't been doing in the past. So I think you can be really encouraged by the start from the women's basketball team so far. They're still not quite all the way there yet. They've still got a process and a ways to go to kind of really be players now nationally again. But, I mean, you do have to be really encouraged with the start that you've been seeing, especially when you basically had to replace your entire backcourt. So uh, that's definitely something to be encouraged by. Which are they, So the, the freshman class coming in, and I was talking to Coach Mo about it, she was really high on them. Uh, which of the young players has impressed you the most? It's a good question. I think probably Deanna Semenes has really been the player that I've been the most impressed with. I mean, she's trusted that she was trusted to come in and start right away at, you know, the most important position point guard. And she, she's delivered, I think so far and, and a really important piece to the success that they've had uh, on the court so far. So I'd have to say probably her, the rest of the freshman class really hasn't kind of drawn in and been, you know, key contributors. I think most of the rest of them are just rotational pieces so far, but, Jimenez, she was trusted with a lot right away, and I and she's delivered, I think, so far. I love it. He is Anthony Winkler. Um, thank you so, so – I, I just realized I spelled your name wrong on this. I am so sorry. 
That's okay. I get it a lot. Don't worry about it. I'm so, so sorry. Um, but please go follow him on Twitter. Follow the content he puts out. He covers a lot of different sports at Wisconsin and does it really, really well. And next time we, you'll come on the show again, I promise I will get your name correct. I feel terrible. That's about that. okay. No worries. Let's go hang another one of, if I can get my head. Let's go hang another one of these. Yes. Right there. Let's get it. Thank you so much, Anthony. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Let's get another title, another banner for, for the Badgers. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.